This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. In the next 19 seconds, you could sell your home. Okay, it's, I mean, it's not going to sell your home, I mean, this, but it, you're going to take a big step toward getting it sold. Go to realestateagentsitrust.com and find an agent selected by my team, a professional who shares your values and speaks the truth. Sell your home fast and for the most money. Get moving at realestateagentsitrust.com. Hello, America, and welcome to the Glenn Beck Program. I am so glad that you have uh, joined us today. We're going to talk a little bit about Hillary Clinton and the right-hand woman that is right by her side every day that, wow, was working for a Muslim Brotherhood organization for about 10 years, <sighs> oppressing women. Ah, but nothing to see here. Also, it looks like there are now calls for Hillary Clinton uh, to shut down the, um, the uh, Clinton Foundation. Uh, Donald Trump had a lot to say about that. Also, we want to talk about one of his rallies uh, today. And I want to yell at Jeff Fisher for what he said about the swimmers uh, last week. You you were all, all over me. You know what? We gotta we we should go in there and help them. They're Olympic swimmers. Oh my gosh! <laughs> that was you prior talk to about an, You want to talk about enabler, Jeff Fisher? <laughs> yep. Begin there right now. of entertainment and enlightenment. This is the Glenn Beck Program. I have to tell you, I mean, I was so upset Friday and uh, and uh, Saturday. Every time I saw the Olympics, you see the Olympics had the lowest, the lowest ratings uh, yet uh, over the weekend. For Olympics? Yeah, for the Olympics, yeah. I, uh, I didn't, but yeah. it surprises me because I loved it. I... I we just devoured them. Yeah, we watched it. We watched it, too. We watched it, too. And especially the swimming. But I have to tell you, uh, what's his name? Lockney? Lockty. 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 If I was his father, I, I would be out I of my mind. And the guy's 32 years old. He's, 30, he's in his 30s. He's 32. Have, doesn't matter. That's even 32. worse. That's even worse. It is even worse. You, you have... Yeah. You have you have a duty. You represent our family. You represent our country. Yeah. And you go over and do that. I know. Lochte's always been kind of a a free spirit. A free spirit. <laughs> what a pile of crap that is. <laughs> Jeffy said to me, uh, "What was it? Friday?" He was like, "You know, we should. I think we should. The president should go over and you know do something. Do something." And I said, "Are you kidding me? Do something." That was prior. You know, I didn't have all the facts. <laughs> Right. So now you're acting like the president. I didn't have yeah. all the facts. Yeah. Right. The time. <laughs> I don't you have all the facts, it. but just heard it on TV. The real police are acting stupidly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, that's about right. Uh-huh. If if I if I were if I were his dad, I would be saying, "You left your you left your friend back there." Well, believe you left your friend back there. Well, really? I would too. But he's going to pay a st- <laughs> stiff price. 
I mean, he's going to lose his sponsorships, and that's about good. It's probably ten million dollars worth. Good. Really, really? Yeah. Is that confirmed? I, uh, I, I don't I, know about that. It hasn't been totally confirmed, but I can't imagine anybody sticking with him. After oh, that. really? I can't. Come on, now. really? No. Have you checked really? the election lately? I know. <laughs> yeah, like know. like values or principles actually matter. Well. In this case, because of what he did in a third world nation, I think I think it'll have an impact. What, what, yeah, I, I mean, think because it'll be too politically incorrect to to put him up on a Wheaties box when he just shamed or tried to shame Brazil. I mean, if I, I, I were Brazil, I think the, that's a line. I, they I would think, draw. I, and I, certainly, like a Nike will draw that line. Yeah, I mean, I would hope so. I mean, yeah. that's an international product. Yes. I mean, yeah, also, I mean, you know, these shoe companies, they may take breaks from these athletes when they have yes. issues. Yes. True. Uh, however, many I mean, of them cost uh, come for back. a while, though. Yes. I mean, and if you're a swimmer, this is it. Like, you're a 32-year-old swimmer, and you're at the Olympics. Like, it's not like in four more years, everyone's oh, going to be like, oh, I can't wait to get back to those Ryan Lochte sponsorships. I mean, this is pretty <laughs> right. much it. Yeah. You, you either have it now Especially or you Especially at 31. It. No, it's, he's not, and he's not Michael Phelps here. I mean, like, Phelps, you know, can get over. He is a 12-time Olympic medalist. Right. right. 12 Olympic medals. Which is impressive, oh. and he's obviously oh, great. All he'll be but remembered all... for is this. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's, it's, a really gr- it's a great lesson. It's so stupid. It's so stupid. It's so, no, it's not sad. It's stupid. If all he did was just pay them, make recompense for what they did to the, the restroom, and move on, we, we wouldn't even know this ever happened. I, I don't <laughs> think they anybody would have talked about it, but they had to make that. They fabricated the lie for whatever reason. I, I don't know if it was girlfriend was involved and she was wondering why he was out all night. And so he made up the story about being robbed. But uh, that was really stupid because they could have skated through this and nobody would have known him. Right. right. And that's what he would have known. Nobody was making a big deal out of it except them. Yeah. I it's mean, bad. yeah, because, I mean, they actually did essentially pay. Right. I mean, they paid yeah, they yeah. four hundred dollars and yeah. it was over. They gave him the money and it, it, the guy was satisfied. They left. That should have been the end of it. But then they concocted the story about I being heard, held though, up that it was his. I, I heard that it was his girlfriend. It could be, it yeah. Was like, That's what that, I that, think. No, was. that it wasn't necessarily a cover-up as much as it, he had to cover up because she kept saying, you've got, you? to, yeah, you've like, got to I mean, yeah. you've got to call somebody. You've got to report. This got to, This is a bigger deal. You can't just let that go. Yeah. And he was kind of boxing. Now, his friend, why is his friend taking the fall for this? I mean, I know. How come he didn't get out? Uh, the the last guy, Jimmy Fegan, I think. Yeah. Okay. Um, He's facing, like, what, five years? No. Is he really? Yeah, no, I, I heard, I well, heard I, I Saturday heard he, he was facing a fine. And, no, oh. I heard he was facing jail time. I, that's no, news to me. That's news to me, too. No, um, no way. Check on that. Yeah, because no I finally read the actual transcript. I hope that's not true. story too. Because if he's going to jail and everybody yeah. else got out, that's just that's what really. I think that's me. why Lapke actually spoke out is because those guys got the deal and were able to get out. I heard that now. This may have been this. I don't know. Maybe it wasn't Saturday. Maybe I heard this on Thursday night or Friday or some sometime, and that a new deal had been hatched. They're trying to uh, hold Fegan up for forty seven thousand dollars. Yeah. They're fine. They're fine. Big time dollars they want from, but yeah. there's no jail time. Yeah, there's no jail time, and, Lot- and that's why Lotke finally spoke out. And when you read, I finally read his. Actual, he would have been able to pay for it. If his actual story. He would have had the Wheaties. Kind of, we right. we should have known had we actually read, because <laughs> he was like, he put a gun to my head and I said whatever. 
You should. That was part of his story. I mean, the story was uh, we got robbed. He put it, took a gun out, told us to get down on the ground. My friends got down on the ground. I said, I said no. He said he put the gun to my forehead to get down on the ground. I put my hands up and I said, I'm just going to shoot you, whatever. <laughs> right. Yeah, Come on, funny. Ryan. Now, it, you, you guys know the story better than because I did not pay attention to the Olympics at all. But it, from what I was reading. He cracked a sign or something, a plastic sign, right? He took one off the wall <clears throat> behind the in, in, so and yeah. so and there was actually a gun in play, right? Like they the security guard did actually point yes. a gun at him. Yes, yes, and they paid he, him off. He had this to. This is he how was he for, justifies it, and right, right. He's trying to justify it to Matt Lauer, saying, right. "Well, okay, it wasn't exactly a robbery, but kind of because they made us pay." Right. He was forced to <laughs> pay. Lauer's like. You just made a settlement with the guy. That's not a robbery. But, I mean, settlements don't typically happen at the end of the, the wrong end of a gun. Well, they do Somebody, if you're drunk and partying and smashing right. stuff at a gas station bathroom. I mean, that's, that's, why yes. that, that's why that gas station has a security guard. In someone else's right. country. Right. Yeah, no, I mean, I'm not saying it's, it's advised, but, I mean, it, it, it does seem like, it's you know, it's turned into a story that's a little, a little bigger than it actually is. I mean, he... De- Six times oh, the coverage. Uh, Six times the coverage of the Iran ransom payment. Right. Yeah, okay. <laughs> thank you. Yeah, okay. Six thank you. Yeah, when we put it into perspective like that, <laughs> yes, it's way out of. <laughs> yes. yes. It's a yes. little it's you know, cuz it was $400 and $400 million to start, perhaps we'd start with a million times the coverage of the Iran thing. Right. It is right off the bat. It's a nice little baseline we can all start at. Uh but yeah, it, it does seem like six times the coverage. Yeah. I mean, that's incredible. Yep. I mean, it is. And it's not, oh you know, gosh. it should be the, the other way around wouldn't be enough. If it was only six times the coverage of Iran. Right. You, it still wouldn't be right. But the fact that we go six times for the freaking, you know, a gas station in Brazil. Right? And God, can anyone notice if you've wrecked it or not? It's a gas station in Brazil. <laughs> wow. <laughs> How do wow. we know they didn't make $400 <laughs> worth of improvements? <laughs> oh, <laughs> Brazil's on the phone. They want to find you, Stu. What? I know. Racist. This is why I don't travel. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Uh, no, it's ugly. It's ugly. And they were being ugly Americans. Yeah, yeah. That, that's exactly the bit. I'm doing. sure they Me, thought that they is were... the worst. That That is, I have been so against the, you know, Obama apology tour. Yeah. This one this deserves, deserves an, apology. an apology. Big time. I mean, they, they tried to, they were just throwing a whole country yeah. under the bus. Yeah. Because they could. And it's a country that has its problems to begin with and didn't yeah. need more. Yeah. And a friendly country. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, bad. you know, I mean, he's making, obviously it's a bad story. It's just the, the fact that it's dominated the news for the past week. Silly. It's, it's, it's a bit silly. Yeah. Although we're all interested in it. Yes, we are. I mean, I, I'm interested in the in the idea that, you know, what what motivated this, you know? Uh, but I guess it's just getting himself out of trouble, or I, I don't even know. Um, I mean, so it's an interest. There's an interesting storyline, and it's more interesting than you know, uh, you know, the uh, ransom payments. No, no, I was not going to say that. That is <laughs> no. not as interesting as the ransom payments. It's not as interesting as uh, the news of the Clinton advisor and uh, her recent employment situation. That is a cow. Uh, it's not. Right. Uh, it's not as interesting. I mean, there are a lot of stories that are that should take priority. But it. Uh, I mean, and again, and every time, just to pick up on the Uma Abedin thing, every time anybody implied or said that there was any kind of tie to Muslim Brotherhood, you, oh, they went. We did. Yes. That crap. We crazy. did, and they went nuts. That crap yes. crazy. Yes. 
conspiracy theorists. Uh, what are you going to bring up? FEMA camps next? All that kind of stuff. Well, Crazy. What are you well, it looks, now? yeah, it looks like we were accurate on that. We'll go into it here in a second. Now this, you receive a text message with a link to your bank, an unsolicited text message from your doctor, lawyer, your mortgage company. Be careful. Identity thieves are now using text messages to scam you into giving you your personal identification. Use good judgment. Never respond to a text that you're not expecting, something that is a little unusual, and make sure that you have LifeLock. LifeLock scans hundreds of millions of transactions every second. If they detect your information is being used, they send you alert. And if you have a problem, a U.S.-based agent will work to fix it. So in other words, somebody texts you, you fell for it, now somebody is taking your personal information, it's showing up that you're buying things someplace where you don't usually buy things, they send you alert, hey, did you just buy this? Did you just apply for this credit card? You say no, then somebody at LifeLock helps catch this person and get this off of your record. Nobody can prevent all identity theft or monitor all transactions at all businesses, but LifeLock is the very best. LifeLock uh, Ultimate Plus is what, what I have, and memberships start at $9.99 a month, plus your sales tax. So go to LifeLock.com or call 1-800-440-4936. Use the promo code BECK. you get 10% off the LifeLock Ultimate Plus membership. Call 1-800-440-4936, 1-800-440-4936, LifeLock.com, promo code BECK. You're listening. You're listening to the Glenn Beck Program. The Glenn Beck Program. Mercury. In the next 19 seconds, you could sell your home. Okay, it's, I mean, it's not going to sell your home, I mean, this, but it, you're going to take a big step toward getting it sold. Go to realestateagentsitrust.com and find an agent selected by my team, a professional who shares your values and speaks the truth. Sell your home fast and for the most money. Get moving at realestateagentsitrust.com. This is the Glenn Beck Program. One of Clinton's biggest accomplishments listed on her campaign website is her support for the U.N. Women's Conference in Beijing in 1995, when she declared women's rights are human rights. However, as soon as that historic and transformational 1995 event, as Clinton recently described it, her top aide, Uma Abedin, published articles in a Saudi journal Uh, taking Clinton's feminist platform apart piece by piece. At the time, Abedin was the assistant editor of the uh, Journal for Muslim Minority Affairs, working under her mother, who remains editor-in-chief. She was also working in the White House as an intern for the First Lady. Mm. Headline, Women's Rights Are Islamic Rights. A 1996 article argues that single moms, working moms, and gay couples with children should not be recognized as families. It also states that a more revealing dress uh, ushered in by women's liberation, quote, directly translates into unwanted results of sexual promiscuity 
and irresponsibility and indirectly promotes violence against women. So in other words, she wanted it. Look at the way she was dressed. A conjugal family established through a marriage contract between a man and a woman and extended through procreation is the only definition of family a Muslim can accept. Um, She warned of the dangers of alternative lifestyles. Pushing mothers out uh, out into the open labor market is a clear demonstration of a lack of respect of womanhood and motherhood. In a separate January 96 article, her mother, who was the Muslim World's League delegate in the UN conference, wrote that Clinton and other speakers were advancing a very great, uh, aggressive and radically feminist agenda that was un-Islamic and wrong because it focused on empowering women. Quote, empowerment of women does more harm than benefit um, <clears throat> because of the uh, relations that women have to have with men. By placing women in the care and protection of men and by making responsible for those under her charge, she argued, Islamic values generate a sense of compassion in human and family relations. This is written by her mother. Among all systems of belief, Islam goes the farthest in restoring um, equality across gender. Acknowledging that the uh, very central role women play in procreation, child-raising, and homemaking Islam places the economic responsibility of supporting a family primary on the male members. She seemed to rationalize domestic abuse uh, as a result of, quote, the stress and frustrations that men encounter in their daily lives. While denouncing such violence, she didn't think it was, uh, did much good to punish men. She said, more men are victims of domestic violence than women, If we see the world through men's eyes, we will find them suffering from many hardships and injustices. Thank you. She opposed the UN conference, uh, widening the scope and definition of family to include gay and lesbian families. Um, Uma does not apologize for her mom. My mother was traveling around the world, those international women's conferences, talking about women empowerment, and it was normal, she said. Whew. Uh, Quote, the uh, spiral of violence having continued unabated worldwide and widely seen to be allowed to continue was building up an intense anger and hostility within the pressure cooker that was kept on a vigorous flame while the lid was weighted down various kinds of injustices and sanctions. It was a time bomb that had to explode, and it did on September 11th, changing in its wake the life and times of the very community and the people it aimed to serve. I don't know. She sounds like somebody I want in the White House. How about you? It's I, She's been a thorn in the side of Hillary the whole time. And, and there is just, something, something going on there. Something wrong. Yeah, because she just won't pull that thorn out. Uh, well, she she sticks know. by her. It's interesting. Uh-huh. It's interesting. And you kind of wonder why. You do. Yeah, you do. I mean, wouldn't you? I mean, even if it wasn't her fault, just from the Anthony Weiner situation, you'd think that by now yeah. she'd be dispatched to some right. super right. PAC that's disconnected. Right. I mean, I'm not saying they'd actually get rid of her for these actions. I mean, Hillary it, it, understands that. You would. Yeah. I would think that would bring her closer to Hillary because Hillary 
knows what it's like to stand by her. Yeah, we talked about And who knows? Maybe this is a part of it. But, I mean, these things, when they're distractions, what happens? I mean, Van Jones doesn't go away. Van Jones goes to some think tank or some, uh, you know, some super PAC or CNN. Well, now (laughs) CNN. But, I mean, like, they, they protect these guys. When, when, you, when you're a hardcore advocate for somebody like this for a long time and you do something that, that hurts the public message, you, you land softly somewhere else, typically. Here, she's just, I mean, she's right there, right? I mean, the fact that someone as untrustworthy as um, Anthony Weiner is this close to someone who could be president of the United States is terrifying. I don't care if it's through marriage. I don't care what it is. I mean, he, this guy's insane. Beyond Anthony Weiner? And then this, I mean, this is a little bigger than Anthony Weiner. Exactly. Yeah. I'm saying just the Anthony Weiner part of this would typically get her dispatched to another uh, plum job at a university. Uh, here is a, a situation where you have this. You have, I mean, I, they obviously, we were just learning about this now, but they obviously knew about oh, this. Well, they obviously knew about this. If they didn't, again, there's a problem with the vetting. That was the argument on, on Van Jones. Man, these guys just get worse. And worse and worse every time you open this up. Every time you look at one of these candidates, it's worse than you thought it was. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't that fun? Oh, it's great. We're having fun, right? Yeah, no, it's great. It's fun. great. Back in just a second. Is the Glenn Beck program Mercury? <laughs> we are really in a uh, we're going to be really honest with you we you know I, I i i always am i just always tell you what is on my mind i'm an overshare um, <laughs> what we remember believe me yeah um uh we're at a total loss we are at a total loss don't know what to do i mean know what we're going to do um i, I shouldn't say that Know that I, we know who we are. Um, you know, back in 2007, you know, in the run-up election, everybody was claiming that I was going to get John McCain elected. Uh, no, that I was hurting John McCain uh, because I was talking about a coming economic collapse. And uh, oh, and if you remember right, I was hammering, hammering, stop talking about the war. Remember that. Stop talking about the war. John McCain is the wrong guy because all the only thing that will matter come time of the election the economy. is the economy. That's the only thing anyone will be talking about. And I believe the quote from McCain in the run-up when everyone was saying it was all about the war 
was the economy is not my strong suit or yes. something similar to that. And which, I kept and I kept saying it's the only thing that's going to matter is the economy. And then the collapse happened. And I, I I can't tell you we lost stations and everything else because Glenn Beck is crazy and he's just trying to he's just trying to hurt John McCain. No, I was just telling you what I believed was coming and it it happened. Um, and now. Uh, we find ourselves kind of in the same situation to where Glenn Beck, he's just trying to get Hillary Clinton elected. No, I'm just telling you what I believe is coming. It's the last thing on earth we want. It is. It's for Hillary Clinton to be. It really is. We, we sat here. It's this, our worst nightmare. Yeah. Because of, because of Uma. You think I want somebody like Uma sitting next to the president of the United States? Have I not been fighting against the Muslim Brotherhood? No, Have I not been trying to expose all of the people in the Muslim Brotherhood and the project and the plan? I'm practically the only guy who has ever talked about the project on the air. You think I want somebody like Uma sitting next to the president of the United States? No. We spent a week talking about our scandals just a few weeks ago. A week talking about Hillary Clinton's scandals and how bad We didn't even touch all of them. And then, yeah, you can't in a week. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> take can't a in, a, in a week. Yeah. So, and so, so we're sitting here, and I had a conversation with my kids last night, and um, because there's some, there's some, you know, and Pat wants to defend the Trump people, and and I do too. There's a there's a story in I think it's the New York Times uh, about all these tweets that came from a reporter, yeah. and he was in the crowd of the uh, he was in the crowd of a Trump camp uh, a Trump Campaign stop. Somebody named Jared Yates Sexton uh, went to a Trump rally and just started tweeting all these, all these uh, tweets. Uh, of, and you know, some of them sound read, bad. Read them all. Read them all. Read them all. Uh, there's so now this. Is, so I, I want to preface this with: first of all, I don't believe everybody that supports Donald Trump is like this at all. No, obviously. I think not. most people who are supporting Trump are are good Americans. They're frustrated. They're tired. They definitely don't want Hillary Clinton. So far, that describes me. But there are people that follow Donald Trump that are like this. Now, listen to this. And some of these are... Well, just listen to them. Uh, there are a couple of grandmothers over here talking about... This is just one of his, his, one of his first tweets. Talk, uh, talking over here about their grandkids and executing Clinton in the same breath. Now, you've just overheard a conversation... You don't know what they're doing. You don't know how serious they are. And it, it, should you joke about that? No. But, I mean, that, to begin with, is... Yeah, probably not. A, I mean, that's... It's probably uh, not a great legitimately conversation. Bad, but, yes. No, I think that's legitimately bad. And now they're and talking to, and, about... And, and, and hang on just a second. <clears throat> and because you know, because we've heard it, you know there's a lot of people that... Uh, are seriously calling for executions. Well, they call for our execution. So yes. Right, exactly. Yes. And there's plenty. So they call for everybody's execution. You can easily find people on the left doing the same thing about Donald yeah, Trump. No, 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 wait, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. I want to make this very clear. We have seen this behavior from the left, and we oh have been gosh. warning about this behavior from the left. And it's why we have to warn you on this behavior on the right, because I have said there's going to come a time. A strong man will stand up. He'll say, I'll fix your problems. You won't even care about what his policies actually are. You will just blindly follow him because he'll say, I will restore the rule of the law, rule of law. So far, all of that has happened now. Um, and I have said, when it comes that time, you have to be the person that says, no, 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 don't go that way. Don't go that way. Um, and 
If you're part of it, you have, remember how many times did I say this? You have to be, if you are standing next to somebody and they are that kind of person, you need to get away from them and, and make sure that you're not counted as part of those people. Now, that doesn't mean you can still follow Donald Trump. You still vote for Donald Trump. You just don't want to be around those kinds of people. And I'm sorry, but, you know, talking about the execution of Hillary Clinton, uh, let, let's, let's at least, let's, let's start with actually having a trial with her. I mean, I'd just be up for a trial on some of her crimes. Yes. Next tweet. And now they're talking about Clinton's brain damage. She's basically a vegetable, a criminal vegetable. Okay. So? So what? I mean, those are people who don't like Hillary, yeah, but, you know, talking about her in a colorful way, uh, and, and wondering this, about her medical issues. Right. But, I mean, obviously, like, you know, you go back to um, uh, the Obama uh, campaign and, and before, you know, people were so worried about some of the things that uh, re- conservatives said, and many of them were bad, Republicans said. However, you go back and you say that, what was it, 40 percent of Democrats believe George Bush was personally responsible for right. 9-11? Right, yes. And when, you, when, the yes. Other, when the president is of the other party that you don't like, you get a lot of people saying crazy things against yes. them. I mean, it's nothing to do with, me, you know, it's just, I just standard. From, I just expect it from their side. Yeah, I know, but if we were, right, we have to take care of our side. You saw it with the birther stuff too. I mean, it was yes, you know, it does, it happens. Them, it always happens when there's this much intensity in the yes. political battle, and the yes. person's on the other side. It was Hillary Clinton say, that started the birther stuff. You'll say the worst. Yeah, exactly. You'll say the worst things about the other side when you're frustrated about it. Yes. But I mean, you know. So far, I mean, look, talking about someone's death is one thing. Saying that they, ah, oh, she's a criminal. I mean, you know. The, yeah, they have a right to that opinion. Of yes. Right if we were sitting there, the tweets would say something about two guys sitting there talking about Hillary's cankles, calling her kanks. Well, it would be <laughs> you saying that, It'd be you. So you. Two guys saying that. It would be one fat guy <laughs> yeah. and others they just rolling their eyes. They could mistake him for two guys. <laughs> yes. No <laughs> doubt about that. Let me turn that around on you. All right. Uh, so this is uh, Jared you. Yates Sexton, again, it. just wandering around a Trump rally and over, overhearing conversations. Uh, he says, watched a woman get interviewed. As a reporter walked away, she yelled, you're crooked. Crooked is Hillary. Nothing. And? That's fine. Nothing. So what? I mean, I don't know that the person actually knew that, but, uh, you know, still, it's typical. They don't like the press. The press has treated them badly, they believe, and, and, you know, and that makes sense. please, the, the press does treat the right badly. Of course. Uh, then ne- next no. one. Crowd won't clap for speaker asking for recognition for Gerald Ford turning back Black History Week into Black History Month. Uh, okay. okay. I mean, I don't know the background. I don't. I don't. I don't know if they would have cheered for White History Month either. I. I don't know. I don't know who these people are. Crowd super excited about bathroom issue. What does that mean? That's the trend. I, I know. We're are we supposed to be? Oh my gosh! They're haters because they don't want men yes. in the bathroom with their six year old yes, girls. That's what it means. That's uh, crazy. Uh, then he tweets African American speaker says not to enable minorities, and crowd goes crazy. Uh, Okay, it's a black speaker. Am I hearing a pattern here of Pat Gray defending Donald Trump? (laughs) Well, yeah. At least his voters. Yeah, his voters. I I just would like to point that out. I don't think this has happened before. Because this is specious garbage. I mean, some of this, uh, some of the things that you read were legitimate and worrisome. Here's what I have, because I have... This stuff is just not... Here's what I have from the New York Times, and there's audio, and so I had it transcribed, because it's impossible. 
A, you had to bleep almost everything out. Uh, but it was almost impossible from another uh, Trump rally. Trump, 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 okay? Build the wall, build the wall. Okay. Okay. F those dirty beaners. Okay, that's, 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 that's yeah, a problem. Okay. That's a problem. Yeah, that's going to be bad. F Islam. Mm-hmm. That's bad. Yeah. F political correctness. I don't really. No, that's fine. That's a problem fine. with that one. Fine with that. Build the wall. Mexicans going to pay for it. Yay. Not a problem. Um, I mean, stupid and mm-hmm. inaccurate. Yeah, he's but not a problem. Not gonna. Um, F Islam t-shirts. Guy's wearing an F Islam t-shirt. Not a good um, F Islam Ephem. Um, uh, let's see. Uh, what's your problem? The Constitution says religion is a right for all people. Muslim is not a religious Muslim not is a not a religious. It, Muslim's not a religion. It's an ideology. No, no. Islam is a religion. Islamists. Right. The, I mean, but you, I mean, I'm not, yes. I, like there is a political ideology that revolves around Islam that is what we criticize typically when we talk about these things. Um, can you excuse some person at a rally yes, for not for saying that for not yeah, yeah, yeah. articulating that perfectly yeah, yeah, yeah. probably not necessarily I mean, in the f islam no. t-shirt but <laughs> yes um, i'm with you 100 yeah. uh you don't come and talk about they america in artful language yeah. yes uh you don't come <laughs> and talk about america when you're sporting muslims oh no you yeah, can do that yeah how about this one zig heil zig heil Mm, yeah, I'm going to say that's a bad There's some okay. definite neo-Nazis in there. Uh, I'll swear, uh, I swear on Tuesday I'll go to the polls and vote for Donald Trump. Not a problem. F that N-word. Well, wait a minute. We're talking about the president. First of all, obviously that one's horrific. The one before it is also pretty bad because Tuesday's not the right day to go vote at the polls. You <laughs> no, well, not, they the didn't election. say next Tuesday. Okay. I just, um, get the F out of here. Uh, Who? Uh, get the F out of here, you... Uh, more racial uh, language. Uh, F word uh, for homosexual. Oh, boy. Sure. Okay. Sure. Um, let's see. F you. Build that wall. Build that wall. Send them bastards back. I'm sure the paperwork comes in Spanish. Uh, ignorance and immigrants, they mix together. Woo! Um, if you don't speak English and don't contribute, then get out. Hillary is a whore. <laughs> <laughs> Not a lot of evidence of that I one. No, how oh, are we going to say? She needs to get her ass spanked, which <laughs> I just think is icky. Yeah, no. but you have a right to say it. <laughs> um, uh, Hillary is a bitch. Hillary is a tramp. Oh, man. Hang the bitch. Hang the bitch. Kill her. Yeah, no, I mean, those are not good. Okay. No, everybody gets offended by the pettiest little stuff. I mean, grow up. Two things here. Yeah. One. Um, we have a ba- a an inaccurate picture, perhaps, of the world because we all these rallies that we did, we're talking hundreds of thousands of people gathering, and we saw none, none of, of this, that. zero of it. We saw people cleaning up garbage off of public grounds to leave Making it better it- than it was before. Yeah. We saw people uh, gathering together, praying. I mean, our picture of what a large gathering is is probably insane. Because the people in this audience are so awesome in the, in the way that they handle themselves with these things. I don't know that we have a fair picture of what these things are usually like. Yes, we do. Yes, we do. Because it all comes from leadership. It is. The yeah, you culture set the tone is. For, you set the tone. Set the, tone. the culture is set by the leadership. Do you remember what happened? You remember what happened? The only time I about lost it was uh, on 828 
Remember, there was one time where I, I, I got close to losing my temper. Can you be more specific? Even one time you lost it? <laughs> yeah, my, my temper. <laughs> okay. Uh, it was right before the, uh, the program began. It was like oh, 20 yeah, minutes they were before. Playing, they were playing. Uh, they stopped playing the music. Yeah. And, and they, I had specifically chosen music that would keep, calm. That would keep calm and keep it very. Um, so there was no chanting or anything else. I wanted to set the tone. So I, I set the music program. I made the musical choices and lined it all up. And it wasn't exactly Metallica. Yeah. And, it, and, and it, was, it stopped about 20 minutes. And it went for about eight minutes of silence. And the, start, and the crowd started to chant and everything else. And I went it. over and I'm like, put the music back on. Well, we're out of music. Start it from the beginning then. <laughs> um, and that all comes from leadership. You create yeah. the atmosphere. So you can't say, well, I don't know what real crowds are. No, no, no. And that's why Trump supporters need to police themselves. And you need to say, we're not like that. Because I don't think most Trump supporters are like that. My point is, though, that the rallies we're talking about are, were the exception, not the rule. But the, my, to get to that is, you can go to rallies all over the place and I think find these things. The, the way the media oh, the, handles it, listen left. to the difference. You had New York Times going around tweeting everything they could find badly. Remember, it was just the last week where they edited I know. out I know. Uh, you I know, know. the uh, burn down the suburbs thing from okay. the Black Lives Rally matter. Now this, it's the middle of the night. You wake up drenched, covered in sweat. You crank up the AC, try to keep cool, but that just jacks up your electric bill. And the reason why you can you can make it freezing cold, but your skin on top of you will be cold, and the part that's laying on the bed will be boiling hot. It's the mattress. Casper was invented with two high-tech foams that guarantee you sleep cool and comfortable with all the support you need. Time magazine named it the uh, the invention of the year uh, from uh, Casper mattress. It's unbelievable, and they ship free in a box so small you'll move it to your front door to your bedroom. You won't believe it comes in that box. Try it in your own home for 100 nights, risk-free. If you don't like it, they refund everything. Casper.com. Use the promo code BECK at $50 off the purchase of your mattress. Terms and conditions do apply. It's Casper.com. Offer code BECK. Glenn Beck Program. 888-727-BECK. Mercury. Glenn Beck Program. So you went to church this weekend, and <laughs> Pat got lectured by somebody. No, you didn't get lectured. You, no, I you just. I, I, I no. I, I get into church and I leave. I leave before it's enter, mm-hmm. ended, and I come before. You know, I come after, after it, it started. That way, everybody's seated and everybody's everybody's uh, still seated when I leave. And that you don't way, have to talk any Trump. Nope, don't talk any it's, Trump at all. Don't nice. talk politics at work. I mean, at church. Not a, good, not a good idea. No, it is not. Not a good idea. It usually doesn't work out well. No, it doesn't. Especially right now. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Back in just a second. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Mercury. 
hateful insults. Welcome to the uh, program. So glad that you are here. Lot to uh, lot to discuss today. Um, we want to spend uh, a couple of minutes looking at the poll numbers. It appears as though Gary Johnson and um, Gary Johnson and Jill Stein are actually hurting Hillary, not hurting Donald Trump. The third party is doing damage to Hillary Clinton. There is another third party option as well. His name is Evan McMullen, and he joins us right now. of entertainment and enlightenment. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Let's go to uh, third-party candidate Evan McMullen, uh, who is joining us now. Hello, Evan. How are you? Hi, Glenn. Great. Great to be with you. How are you doing? Uh, very good. Let's, uh, uh, let's talk about a couple of things. First of all, uh, Tom Tancredo came out um, this, this last week, uh, last weekend, and basically uh, used every tactic that is usually saved for the Jews uh, on the Mormons. Um, are you aware of this? Oh, I've seen some, some, some rhetoric out there. Yes, I wasn't aware of his commentary, but I've, I've seen some other news outlets, uh, you know, which I will not name, uh, with some, some rhetoric like that. Yeah, yes. so basically they're saying um, because the Mormon church... Um, is not uh, does not have the position of rejecting uh, Muslim uh, immigration or uh, uh, does not support sending uh, people uh, back to Mexico or South America. That and because they and and, and it's really quite amazing. Um, they basically make it look like there are secret. Um, secret uh, councils in the Mormon church and that the Mormon church is spending a lot of money to uh, manipulate the system. And then also uh, because everybody is just in lockstep and they, and they um, uh, follow the orders of their masters. Yeah. I mean, it sounds exactly like the anti-Semitic stuff uh, from, uh, from Germany. Right. Um, they're saying that that's why you, you could actually take off because the Mormons, you know, they're they're conducting uh, all kinds of secret stuff in the mountain yeah. west. If oh, only, well, if well, only it, there was that kind of power. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, I I think obviously it's ridiculous. Uh, you know, I I think look, this is this is the sort of environment that I believe Donald Trump is creating in our country. One in which mm -hmm. we go after different religions and accuse them of uh, the same types of things the Jews were accused of in Germany and Europe uh, during World War II. Uh, you know, this is not what this country is about. It's not what this is about. And as far as Mormons are concerned, and I don't pretend to speak for all Mormons, but look, it's not that complicated. In terms of Donald Trump, people are offended by his lack of decency. They, they are concerned that he doesn't understand religious liberty when he attacks Muslims and, and others and Mormons and, and his, uh, his uh, spokespeople and representatives do the same. So, you know, these are the things that offend not only Mormons, I'd say, but many millions of Americans. 
And just one more point on on that and immigration with Mormons is that many of them yeah. have served missions in in Central and South uh, South America, uh, Mexico, yeah. and are extremely sensitive to the people who live there and love the people. But there are also a lot of people. But they are also the, rule of law people. Yeah, there are also people who love the people of uh, Central and South America and Mexico who also stand for the rule of law and don't yes. necessarily. Um, aren't celebrating the church's stance on, right. uh, on illegal immigration. So uh, it's a thinking group of people. Who would have thought? But oh, anyway. well, I, I certainly would say so. Look, it's, it's, I, can, I can say from personal experience, it is not easy to be a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. It requires a, a, lot, of, uh, a lot of thought and conviction to do it. So that the, the idea that people are sort of blindly going on with any... Going, going along with any church direction on politics, which is an area that the church doesn't involve itself, but on rare occasions uh, is just a, a farce. Okay, so Evan, um, we have everybody playing to the left or to the uh, center left, and it, it really seems like nobody really cares about those real, true, constitutional I agree. Um, conservatives. I agree. Tell me how you, tell me your policies that appeal to the constitutional conservative. Well, a couple of things. First of all, when it comes to the courts, I genuinely believe and have always believed that we need originalists on the court. And this isn't a campaign promise that I made in order to appease Republicans like Donald Trump. This is something that I believe firmly. The Constitution, I believe, is an inspired document. And we need our, our Supreme Court judges to, to, to take an originalist perspective on it. This, the, there are two other things that I think are very important to us now. Number one is, the article, is Article 1. Right now the executive branch has taken over uh, the powers that are explicitly given only to the Congress, only to the people's representatives in Congress to make laws. That those powers need to be shifted back to the executive, or sorry, back to the legislative branch, where the people's representatives are accountable for the laws they make. Right now, we've got bureaucrats in Washington D.C. writing all these major laws that get in the way of economic freedom and just liberty in general. With and the American people have very little recourse. Like, that I, has I, to change. Can I ask you how are you going to change that? I mean, if you've seen yeah. the building in Washington D.C. There is one place in America where the home values never suffered, where the economy has always been booming uh, through the last, uh, you know, 10, 12 years. How are you going to um, slash the bureaucracy that is now the federal government? How are you how is any president going to get that done? Well, the, one of the things I think we need to do is, again, return legislative power to the, to the legislative branch. There's a, a great bill called the RAINS Act, which I think is a good start. The other thing is that we've got to reform entitlements. We need to make sure that entire entitlements meet the, the commitments that we've made to our seniors. And my parents are headed into retirement now, so if, hey, I'm sensitive, especially sensitive to this. But on a long-term basis, we've got to reform those entitlements so that we decrease federal government spending uh, we've also, I think, need to we need to decrease the size and 
and power of of particular uh, departments in the executive branch, many of them, and return that power to the states. We need to decrease, if we decrease spending at the federal level, you decrease the power of the federal government, let the states assume that power where it's more accountable to the people, which going back to the original question about the Constitution, uh, you know, the, 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 the Tenth Amendment is something that we've, we've, we are not honoring. And as a result of that, the power, there's too much power in Washington located too far away from the American people where it's unaccountable to the American people. And that's got to change. It needs to be back to the states. Uh, Evan, if we could circle back for just a second uh, yeah. to what we started talking about in the first place, immigration. I, yeah. I, I, I've got sort of an issue with what I've heard you say a few times, and that's that we can't deport 11 million people or, or whatever it is. Yeah. And to me, that's such a cop-out from – and it mostly comes from the left. I, mm-hmm. Nobody has to deport 11 million people. Why is it such a difficult position to take to say, I will secure the border? especially for conservative. I will secure the border. I will enforce existing law. And then self-deportation will happen because there's no incentive to be here. If we enforce existing U.S. law while the border is secure, this problem will, over time, pretty much Take care of itself. If If you go after the corporations that are hiring people against the law, it will. How is that not a winning position? Well, I, look, I think there's some validity to what you're saying. And I first thing I say is that we absolutely have to secure the border and we need to enforce our laws. In some cases, you're talking about families. You're talking about a parent who came here illegally, which I don't, I think is, you know, regrettable. I, I'm not, you know, it's not something that... Right, but personal responsibility. It is regrettable, but there's personal responsibility. And separating families doesn't have to take place. Families can stay together if, if they're deported or if they go back home. Families can't, you know, when Americans break the law, families are separated because people go to jail. Why is it different for immigrants? Well, look, I, I think it's it's more. I think it's complicated. I think if you, if you've got someone who came it's here really illegally not. and had a family, and those the it's children, really because you know, if you're born in the United States, you become an American. They're Americans. They're not well, we nationals of other too, countries. So it's not just so easy for them to. Right, but it's it's up to them. We have to them and their their parents. Yeah, hang on just a second. I have friends who are Canadians, mm-hmm. uh, and their kids were born here in America, so they're dual citizens. Uh, and if the parents broke the law and needed to get out, the family would stay together and they'd all move back to Canada. What, what's the well, difference? Well, Canada is, a, Canada is a special case where it's easier to, to, to go back and forth uh, under a variety of forms uh, between the United States and Canada. That's one thing. But we, I mean, we have people from all over the world here, and uh, the immigration laws aren't going to be as permissive to what you're describing. So... In many cases, you really are talking about, and look, it's a terrible situation for us to be in, and I think that's that's the bigger point, is that we haven't secured our border, we haven't been enforcing our laws, and now we're in this terrible position where we're, you know, arguing over... You know, we're debating about what to do with these families that are of mixed nationality. And none of us, none of us want to, I think we are agreeing on this, none of us want to break these families up, but at the same time, we want accountability under the law. So, you know, we agree at least on that. But, but I would say let's focus on not allowing this ever to happen again. And let's do that by securing our border 
We're at, anybody who says we need to secure the border is absolutely right for so many reasons, national security, rule of law, all of these things. Let's enforce our, our laws. Yes, you're right. If we, as we enforce our laws, that will cause some people to leave. But in some cases, people will find themselves in what they believe are impossible positions in which they need or want to stay with their families, their immediate families, and due to the laws of the countries they came from and the nationality of their children, which will be American, they're in dual. a very tough spot. And I, I you know, it's, it's, it's not something that I would wish upon this country, and it's uncomfortable for me okay. because I'm a so rule of law type of guy. But, you know, I, I do not want to break up families. Okay. Evan, would you consider yourself, because there was a, the updated sort of position that was de- described by the Trump campaign uh, in a meeting with Hispanic leaders this weekend. Uh, the quote came out of there that um, uh, tr- Trump would, uh, will announce in coming days a plan to grant legal status that wouldn't be citizenship, but would, would allow them to be here without fear of deportation, end oh quote. Oh, my gosh. So that is wow. the updated Trump uh, position as he's, I guess, moving towards the general election. Um, uh, is that your position? That, would you say that that's close to your position? Uh, well, well, first of all, I would say that, look, <laughs> does Donald Trump have any credibility left? I mean, earlier in the campaign, <laughs> no. he was saying we're going to deport 11 million people. And now he's saying he's going to provide, you know, I, I, I haven't right. seen his plan, but, uh, you know, everybody a legal path to citizenship or whatever he's saying. You know, I mean, where's where's the credibility? I mean, the guy will just say whatever he needs to say. He he doesn't understand policy, doesn't understand the impact of the things he says. I I think, or maybe he does. I don't know, but I mean, he just has no credibility whatsoever. So, I do believe, and going back to our early earlier discussion, people who are otherwise law-abiding citizens, and, and we could you know get in more into the details, but especially in terms of if we're talking about families. I do believe that if they're otherwise law-abiding citizens and they want to stay and their departure would divide families, that, mm. that we should put them on a path to a legal okay. presence here where they right. can start paying income tax and doing all the things that, that people okay. who are here should do. I've got to move on. One more question because I've got only about two minutes to answer this. Yeah. Uh, Huma Abedin, um, it was discovered this weekend, what a surprise, she was working at a radical Muslim journal. Um, this is Muslim Brotherhood territory from Saudi Arabia. Her mother, her family is involved with the Muslim Brotherhood, has been for years. Nobody has paid attention to this. Can you tell me what you know about the Muslim Brotherhood and if we have a problem with infiltration in the government? Well, I, I don't know. I, I'll, I'll do the research. I don't know what Huma was involved in. I certainly would like to know. But yeah, but you know, but you know about the Muslim Brotherhood. I certainly do. Look, I certainly do. Look, the, the Muslim Brotherhood is a broad organization that, in some places, is extreme, and in other countries, it's moderate pro democracy. It's just very broad across North Africa and the Middle East. Uh, but I, I will say that in certain places it's more extreme and it, it can be a precursor to terrorist organizations. But we need to be careful to understand that that is not always the case. There are, and I don't know, I have can't comment the... on where what Huma was doing because right. I just don't know. But you know, you have, for example, in Tunisia, pro-democracy elements of the the Muslim Brotherhood. So it's just, it's a diverse loose organization, but I'm opposed to Islamist extremism everywhere, wherever it is, but let's be careful to label it correctly where it exists. Okay. Um, I've got to run. Thank you very much. Uh, Evan, if there's a, if people hear, like what they hear, how can they get involved? 
please go to evanmcmullen.com and and volunteer. We've had so many people volunteer over the past couple of weeks. Uh, Please join them. You can donate there. Everything helps. Uh, Please get involved. We welcome everyone's support, evanmcmullen.com. Thank you very much, Evan. Talk to you again. Thank you. Uh, Simply Safe is our sponsor this half hour. A young boy in Nevada came home from uh, school to a burglary in progress. Boy, I have a lot to say about that interview. Uh, Family's guns were on the floor. Belongings out of place. Well, he knew something was wrong, and thankfully, uh, he kept calm. He went to the neighbors. He was fine. Here's what's scary. The burglars were average-looking guys, clean-cut, well-dressed. They could be your next-door neighbors. This happened to my assistant's uh, family. Son comes home and calls mom here at the office and says, Mom, are you at home? No. The front door's open, and I went around the back, and so is the back. She said, get away from the house. That is the day she put Simply Safe into her house. So she had a burglar alarm that would alert police. Her kids were smart enough to walk away from the house. Simply Safe. Now you can get $100 off uh, of your personalized Simply Safe system, glass break, entry, motion sensors, everything you need to keep your family safe. Go to simplysafebeck.com. Get $100 off the uh, home security system that you designed. Simplysafebeck.com. That's simplysafebeck.com. Starting tomorrow, our serials continue. This week, you'll learn about a true champion for civil rights, Martin Luther King Jr. Listen live at 10 a.m. Eastern or online at glenbeck.com slash serials. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Mercury. He's off my list. I, you know, who's I, on it? Oh. Nobody's on it. That's the problem. I mean, I, on okay. There's somebody that everybody keeps telling me the Constitution Party. We haven't talked to that guy yet. We talked to him. Yeah, we talked to. Is he good? Uh, he, you know, on so, yeah, some things he's Let's good. Let's get him on. Sure. Uh, and I want Jill Darryl, Stein Darryl, on. Daryl Castle. Is we, should get, we should get Jill Stein on. I don't think Jill Stein's going to make your list. I'm going to be honest about no, it. No, I know she's not going to make my list. <laughs> but anything we can do to help Jill Stein is a help. Yes, she, she, I mean, because, you know, the Libertarian Party is splitting and taking a few more votes from Hillary right now. More votes from Hillary. Um, However, Jill Stein is taking almost exclusively from Hillary. Castle says the right things? No, he doesn't. But well, he's a CIA no, no, agent, Darryl Castle. and he Darryl doesn't. Castle, no, oh, oh, Castle! I thought, I thought yeah, you. Yeah, no, no, no. The guy you asked for that we spoke to on patents too, but he's a little short of a ball of fire. No, that's true. Um, but I mean, you know, I don't need a ball of fire. I need someone I who understands need... the basics. I know, yeah, I, I, he's not. Ter- I mean, we talked to him about varying topics on patents too, and he was good on some of them. I think he, he. I would say he's running as the house. He's who run- Evan McMullen. Evan or- McMullen is yeah. running as a, as yeah, essentially a. Is like, anyone playing for the conservative? Anyone? No. Well, Daryl Castle would say he is yeah. for the Constitution. Yeah. yeah. We talked to him on patents too, and I mean, you know, like he's got some things that I don't like, but I mean, he's definitely, uh, you know, trying to play towards conservatives for sure. I, I uh, we can bring him on. He's he's going to be on probably uh, mi- thirty to thirty-five ballots. Uh, Evan, I I couldn't, but here's a CIA agent who clearly isn't up on the project. I mean, he was basically saying what uh, Clapper was saying about the Muslim Brotherhood. 
largely secular bullcrap they are. Yeah, he didn't say largely, but he did say there were elements yeah. of it that were moderate. Uh, no, no. Depending on what country. No, read the project, Evan, and then come back to me on that one. I mean, I, 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 don't, I don't get it. Is your microphone working, Pat? No. Oh, thank God, it's finally... Yeah. Yeah. It, it, yeah. it, it finally has... Long-term plan to get us back on the show. <laughs> finally, it's worked. it's worked. Hey, by the way, everybody in the, in, the, in the engineering, we have no batteries here. In fact, no batteries in the state for Pat's microphone. Just want to make that clear. Sorry. We can. Man, wish Sorry, we Pat. Oh. Darn it. Yeah. yeah. Ah, darn Jeffy's, it. Oh. Jeffy's could just go bad, and mine. I'm actually willing to just turn mine <laughs> off. So Back in just a second. I want to talk about I want to talk about principles here for a second. And what are our principles? We talk about oh, we got to stick to our principles, but really, what are they? And I, I think we should define uh, some of them. And I want to go over just first principles. Do we believe that the press should be able to report what they want? And I would like you to think this through. Should the press be able to report what they want, Stu? Of course. Of course. Freedom Anything? of the press. Anything they want? Uh, I mean, there are limits as far as truth and you know, libel. And there are, there are some limitations even within freedom of the press, but they're very, yeah. very minor. And those are taken care of by... Other, other laws, yeah. Yeah, yeah. The okay. Yeah. Sure, of course. Yeah. So they should be able to report what they want. And, and I think this is evidenced by Benghazi. You had people say, they never said put the press in jail or anything else. Um, but um, we, we did say it does matter, and the press says it doesn't matter, but it does. Um, with Monica Lewinsky, remember, that, that was just hearsay. That, that for, for eight months, that was just hearsay. That was just somebody trying to get the president. There was no truth to that one at all. And it was about a personal relationship in the White House. And the mainstream press wouldn't report that because it was just hearsay and there was no proof. Drudge is the one who broke that story. So, yeah, you should be able to report even stuff like that, shouldn't you? Hearsay. Emails. The IRS. Emails. Hearsay. No, there's no problem here. She didn't do any of that. The IRS, no, they didn't. They weren't targeting people. All of those things, the press say, it doesn't matter. But if you don't have a free press on the other side, if you don't have people like us on the internet, if you don't have somebody who is willing to take those things on and have credibility, 
then you don't have a free press. You can't shut people down. You can't say, shut up about Benghazi. Shut up about Benghazi. Um, or I put you in jail. Can you? No. no. Of course not. No. I go back to Manafort, uh, and I brought this up on Bill O'Reilly last week, that Paul Manafort being investigated, now I believe by the Justice Department, at least they're talking about investigating. Here's one that, oh, the Justice Department all of a sudden is interested in investigating somebody. Uh, but they're, in, they're, they're investigating Paul Manafort and what happened in the Ukraine. The Ukrainians are investigating Paul Manafort right now. And where did the $12 million go from an extreme right-wing um, and right w- a European right-wing uh, party that gave him $12.1 million? Where did that go? We're also looking at him taking foreign donations and paying for lobbyists to uh, affect our laws here, which is against the law. Brought that up on Bill O'Reilly. Bill O'Reilly said, did you investigate that? <laughs> and I said, No. Of course not. And he said, well, you keep saying stuff like that, and maybe you'll be the one ending up in jail. And it was almost a threat. He was serious about that. I mean, not a threat from him. Not a threat from him, but, a, but this... he was saying, you better watch yourself. Yeah, okay? well, he's right. And, yeah, I know he's right. <laughs> but I said to him, that's the problem, Bill. When has that, when has somebody reporting on facts that you're being investigated and it, the penalty is jail time, when is that a problem? When can't when do you not have the right to say those things? Right, the burden of proof is a court issue. Yes, that's that's for the so court. So in other words, if you don't have for instance, Trump University, Donald Trump does not like Trump University. Don't don't talk about Trump University. They should go to jail. Some of these people should um, be able to be shut them down because they're reporting on Trump University. Nothing to see here. Well, that's what they said about Monica And I'm not saying Trump University. I don't know. I'm not doing the trial. But if you can't talk about things in the press, well, then the only way the press can report is just run the trial transcripts. They can't say somebody is even being tried. Mm -hmm. They can't report on any of it, let alone an opinion. Next one. Is there a limit of free speech? For instance. Yes. What is it? Word harms. It's your stupid Pat's mic is having issues again. You have, have a short. Yeah. Oh, darn it. Fire where it where it right. harms, where it harms other people. Um, come sit over here by Stu. Kind of snuggle up to right. Stu. I'd rather not. I didn't really sure. approve that. <laughs> well, you didn't approve this message. No, I did not. Yeah. OK. So when you can't say things like uh, fire, but no matter how right. offensive it is, you can say the N word. You can well at one time you could. You almost can't now. Yeah, but it's not. You it's still can't. legal. I mean, it's to. yes, it's not. You're a, not going to jail. An imprisonable for offense. Offense, correct. Right, right. But you're. We're headed towards that. We are. Oh, we're headed towards that. I think that. we are. Um, lies. Can you just? Can you repeat lies? Well, they do it all the time. Yeah, and there's nothing you can do about that. I mean, very little. The National Enquirer, Raphael Cruz. Killed JFK. Still in business, right? Still in business. You can't. You can't do that. Political correctness. Political correctness. Yeah. This is where we are headed. Political correctness just used to be about hate speech, but now it's becoming about politics. 
you can't say things about one side or the other. And they're both going down this road to where we will jail you, uh, we will run you out of business if you say something that is politically, emphasis on politically, political, politically incorrect. Do you have the right to question authority? Yes. Yes. Of course you do. You do. Of course you do. Tea Party, Occupy Wall Street. Should we, if we were in charge uh, in the last eight years and Occupy Wall Street happened, should the president have shut them down and disbanded them and said, get out? Or did they have a right to assemble? No, they had a right. They had an absolute right. Mm -hmm. Same with the Tea Party. Should you be able to silence your opposition? No. ACORN, SCIU tried. Labor unions try it, have tried it for years. Have you noticed the left isn't doing that to Jill Stein? Have you noticed the left? Nobody in the media on the left is pouncing on her and saying a vote for Jill Stein is a vote for Donald Trump? Yeah, Nobody's I, trying to I, silence? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, and is, is jail ever actually uh, warranted for any of these things? The press printing what they want for breaking the limit of free speech? Unless fire, unless you're crying fire in a crowded movie house, I can't imagine it. Is jail ever right to question authority? Uh, to silence the opposition? Yeah, for maybe silencing the opposition? Maybe. How did they do it? Is jail right when SEIU surrounds a house and intimidates the family? I think it might be. Maybe. If it's on private property, I think it might be. But at least we're in a gray zone where we really have to know what all of the facts are. Black Lives Matter. Should there be jail time for what they're saying on the streets? Not what they're doing on the streets. Because, yes, there should be jail for burning a city down, robbing stores. But for what they're saying on the streets, should there be jail time? Uh, Probably not. It depends on what things you're talking about. The the woman that they edited on CNN last week. Uh, Take that, burn down the suburbs. Mm -hmm. I think you can say that. Uh, well, you can't incite riots, can you? So, I mean, there's limits on free speech like that. If you incite a riot... Well, then, how about why isn't Louis Farrakhan in jail? Well, we've wondered that for a really long time. He basically admitted to killing Malcolm X. Right. And he has been saying, I need guys with guns who are willing to go in and kill those white men. Yeah. I mean, he's inciting, incite, inciting riots. Why is he not in jail? Should Jeremiah Wright be in jail for the things that he has said? I'm bringing this up because I think our principle needs to be the first principle is the First Amendment. And on those 10 principles or those 10 amendments hang the answers to everything that we do. Every problem that we have, the answer is contained in one of those first 10 commandments, uh, 10 amendments. If you look, the first part of the First Amendment is just about the press and speech and the right to assemble and the right to petition your government. We just went through all of these. So anybody on either side, when they are saying 
No, Benghazi doesn't matter. Monica doesn't matter. Emails don't matter. The IRS doesn't matter. And no one should report on those things. You know those are people you should not support because they violate your principles. If somebody says, don't report on Manafort, $6 million to vets, Trump University, connections to the mob, or whatever it is, when they say those people need to be shut down or thrown in jail for doing it, you know you can't be around those people because they're violating the, the spirit and the intent of the First Amendment. And those first 10 amendments... Those were put in place because nobody trusted the government. They had an oppressed, they had come from oppression and they didn't trust the government. And they said these 10 things to get the people to support the Constitution, they needed to have these 10 things that the government could never ever do. So anytime you see somebody who is saying, shut the press down if they're talking about Benghazi, shut the press down if they're talking about Monica, run for your life. Limits of free speech, not when it comes to political correctness. Right to question authority, always, absolutely, 100% shall not be infringed. You have a right to question authority. Silence the opposition? Never. More voices, not fewer voices. More voices. Jail time as a proper punishment? If you violate any of these things? Only in case of threats. Only in case of threats. And bodily injury to others. Inciting riots? Yeah. Yeah. Only that. And like we talked about last hour... This audience, I don't know if you know this, guys, but now is your time. I I have said for a long time, it will be this audience that saves the nation. Well, if you are, it doesn't, now I'm not talking about who you vote for. I'm talking about who you associate with. If you are associating with people who are violating just these principles, You need to disassociate yourself with them and police your own group. That doesn't mean you detach from the person that you are supporting. It means that you have been listening to this show for a long time for a reason. There's a reason, and I said it over and over and over again, because every single time we had a big event, they always said, Glenn, why are you... Oh, at 828, we harped on that. I know. And everybody, Don't bring signs. Right. Please be courteous. All then, of those things. Why are you doing that? And I used to say all the time, I still do, because they don't need it now. And I know it seems ridiculous to talk about Martin Luther King and everything else. Mm-hmm. But there's going to come a time where this audience is going to need that discipline. This is your opportunity and your time now to lead. The time is here. You chart the course. Now this, from West Virginia to Louisiana to California. Floods, fires, uh, reminders of how quickly things can change and how important it is to be prepared. 
If you haven't started storing food for emergency food supply, today is the day to get started. This week only, My Patriot Supply offering their one-week emergency food supply for $17.76. Now, this is an exclusive Glenn Beck Radio Show offer. Um, one-week emergency food supply. That's just like the year the country was founded. That's really weird. It kind of goes with independence, huh. doesn't it? That's one week of food. One week of food for less than twenty bucks. Seventeen seventy-six. Offer available this week only. <laughs> Prepare with seventeen seventy-six dot com. Go there now. Prepare with seventeen seventy-six dot com or call eight 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 four one one zero seven five three eight 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 four one one zero seven five three or order online at Prepare with seventeen seventy-six dot com. The Glenn Beck Program. Mercury. You're listening to the Glenn Beck Program. All right, I want you to eliminate these words. Uh, Lame, thug, Welfare queen. Okay. Politically correct. Are you deaf? Chink. Where are you really from? Are you are you deaf? You can't say that? Yeah, no. What you would happen that. if I uh, said that? <laughs> you can't say man up. Okay. Can't say ghetto. Um, can't say the B word. Can't say illegal alien. Can't say that's gay. Can't say uh trash. You're trash. Can't call somebody a whore or a slut. Can't can't use the word well, rape. Nice. Can't use the word rape. What if I'm describing a rape? What do I say? Uh, no, I'm sorry. It minimizes experiences of sexual assault survivors and perpetu- per- uh, perpetuates rape culture. What? Yeah. The word rape. Yes. Perpetuates rape, rape culture. culture. Same with Nazi. You not, can't use the word Nazi anymore. What happened to sticks and stones? Uh, I don't know. Um, the third world. Can't use third world. What world are we talking about? The uh, earth? Are, are no. they relegated? To These the are, world? by the way, um, this is um, no big deal. This is coming from the University of Wisconsin-Milwaukee, who they say you don't want to use any of these words, but they stand 100% freedom of speech. They believe right. it. Just don't, don't use any of these words at the university. Okay. But free speech is absolutely right. And please don't use the word politically correct. Please don't use that word. The Glenn Beck Program. Welcome to the uh, program. So glad you're here. The uh, president, uh, I just posted a uh, picture of the president. He finally made it to Baton Rouge. He was standing on, uh, on one of the cars that was, uh, was flooded out. And uh, it looked like he had a nice chip shot from the roof of that car. Um, he still hasn't made it. Now the press is covering for him saying that, uh, uh, well, they, he could, he, he, they don't want him there. Sure. Mm-hmm. Van Jones started the um, uh, color of change in in large part due to the response of George W. Bush. This is when George W. Bush became a racist and hated black people. 
That was a Van Jones myth, by the way. Um, that's when that all started. This president is out shooting golf balls. But does anybody really say anything? Donald Trump was out with a semi-truck uh, trying to help the people in uh, Louisiana. We talk about that right now. of entertainment and enlightenment. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Welcome to the program. So glad that you're here. Lawrence Jones, who's uh, with The Blaze, uh, stopped by this morning. Uh, we were talking yesterday. Um, you were uh, you had some comments on the president not showing up in Louisiana. and. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> you don't sound happy about that, Lawrence. Uh, you were a, you were, when you were a kid... You were a Barack Obama supporter. I was a supporter, mm-hmm. um, but he was a much different person in my eyes mm-hmm. back then. When I discovered the lies and the deceit, then I was on a, a rampage against him to right. show other people how corrupt he is. Right. But I think this goes that we were listening to that video. Uh, of Which the, video? The Black Lives Matter, uh, the guy message to Black Lives Matter. About okay, the, the, sure. white, the White Lives Matter in Houston? Uh, no, the, uh, the gentleman in Louisiana um, okay. who wanted Black Lives Matter to oh, show yeah, up. Oh, yeah, okay, yeah, 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 okay. Um, he's right. And this goes back to the notion that the leaders are disconnected from the people, all right? Let's talk about Donald Trump, for instance. He gave this message to black voters. He said, you're unemployed. Your education sucked. You're in poverty. Black Lives Matter screams, oh, this is a racist comment. Whereas where the people in the black community, when I go back to my barbershop, when I talk to people in my community, they're saying Donald Trump is exactly right. Even though I disagree with his tone in the way he said it, he's right. Our education system sucks. Uh, Poverty is running rampage. We don't have jobs in our community, just like in Louisiana. They complain about the government helping us out. They complain about people showing up, but yet they're nowhere in Louisiana. They're not. They don't have uh, Black Lives Matter boats. They don't have Black Panthers boats trying to rescue the people. The leaders of Black Lives Matter are disconnected from the people. This is the difference between what Golden Dawn did in, uh, in Greece. Do you remember that? Golden Dawn, the Golden Dawn Party, which is basically the Nazi Party. And this is what the Nazis did. Um, the first thing the Nazis did was, was develop a welfare system. And Golden Dawn Party did that. They, they developed a welfare system to where they went to these communities and they, they helped. To have Black Lives Matter, to have black people call out and say, hey, do we not matter here in Louisiana? Where are you? And they're nowhere to be found still. The president. How many people are going to call him a racist? How many people are going to call... There is nothing more disgusting to see on one side of the screen where people are suffering and he's playing golf. I don't care about the security measures. If Donald Trump can go there, why can't the president go there? Who is going to give him a pass is my question. What Democrat leader, what black leader in our community is going to give him a pass? Well, if you remember, nobody... Um, if you, uh, uh, if uh, sorry, sorry, um, all of them will give 
Barack Obama. It's nonsense. But it, they don't give, for instance, do you remember George Bush was hammered because he got on Air Force One and he flew over uh, New Orleans. Remember that? Because, uh, you know, the logistics of getting the president down on the ground takes so much local police force that they really don't want the president to come. That's exactly time, right. Right? They don't want him to come. But George Bush at least got on the plane and flew over and looked at, and that wasn't good enough. Right. He was not on the golf course. At least show us a picture of you in the command center. Yes. The situation room saying, this is a priority for me and my administration. No, he's golfing. Golfing. It's unacceptable. Unacceptable. And they're going to give him a pass. And this is why black people are so disgusted right now. People 93% voted for him. Voting for him. Voting for Hillary Clinton. 93% of blacks will not, will, are voting for Hillary Clinton. And some of the polling shows it's much worse than that. I mean, to the point that, uh, you know, Trump uh, only has 1% or 0% in some key swing states. Yeah, but 93 are going for the Democrat. Yeah. That doesn't mean that the remaining seven are going to go for Donald Trump. True. Exactly, and You're I not. think, but I mean, you also have undecideds in there that could break towards Clinton and make it even higher. I mean, some some of the the people who are looking at this stuff that are experts on polls are, sh- are saying that it's possible that Hillary Clinton could actually outdo Barack Obama, the first black president, when it comes to percentage of African American vote. That's insane. I don't, I, I don't think so. I don't think so either. I but it is Trump incredible. Is a lot closer than people give him credit. For. Uh, when I talk to people on, in are the you community, Trump supporter. No. Okay. I don't like him. Okay. I, I don't like him. I probably won't vote for him. Uh, but when I talk to people in my community that are liberals, they say they're going to vote for Donald Trump. So they might be saying something yeah. different than they're doing. I, 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 don't, I don't believe the polls right now when it comes to the black community and Donald Trump. I think my cousin, who's a liberal, I saw at a Trump rally when I was covering it. Didn't know. Didn't, just heard, heard someone yelling for me, and it was my cousin waving a Donald Trump sign. Progressive, never voted for a Republican, but he's voting for Donald Trump. When I talk to people in my community, they don't trust Hillary, and they believe Donald Trump's wealth uh, is going to help the community. And if if I was, I, I think when he's he's one of the first candidates that's speaking to them, he's acknowledging some of the hurt and the pain within the community. He's saying the education system sucks. Now, my problem with Donald is, can you give us a plan on how you're going to fix this? The rhetoric is great. Yes, it does. You, you are identifying with the pain. Now show me a plan on how you're going to bring businesses back to these communities. Uh, it's called management. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. You know, it's really, but it's really interesting because that's, that's what I was saying about Bernie Sanders at the beginning. Mm-hmm. Only Donald Trump and Bernie Sanders are actually diagnosing the problem. Yeah, they're in the Democrats the are in The Democrats are in f- some fantasy land. Yeah, some fantasy land. They're in tune with the culture. You know, we dislike it because we're like, hey, this is dramatic and, you know, all this bombast stuff. But I think he's really in tune with the culture. And I believe he's not going to get a lot of the vote when it comes to the black community. But there is a good chunk of people, as he said, you have nothing to lose. That's a correct statement right there. At this point, there's a lot of people that have nothing to lose and they'll vote for him. Well, I mean, I think what he was trying to do there, which uh, to varying levels of success, was to point out that the if you think the country and your communities are in great shape, 
then you don't need to vote for me. But you've had progressives running them for 100 years. If you don't like where your communities are, perhaps a change is in order. And he's um, right. And he's right. He's oh, he right. Oh, yeah. I mean, we, right. we've covered this right. going back to uh, an inconvenient book. Yeah. Where you go over, like, the leadership in these, in, in these cities for, it was something like 6% of the time in the top 20 cities uh, when it comes to poverty rate. 6% of the times they had a mayor that was a Republican. I, I don't know how Republicans can get blamed for that. They, you know, there's no... There's no chance to try to fix it if you're a Republican because you haven't had the opportunity to have any influence on policy in all of the areas where the problems are. Exactly. And so I think it's a, it is a fair point. I mean, the way he said it, you know, some people didn't like it. But I mean, it is a fair point to say, look, if you're happy, obviously continue the thing yeah. you're doing. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't think there's a case to be made. If, you're, if you are thrilled with Obamacare and you're thrilled with progressive policies, you're obviously not going to say, well, I need to switch this up and not have a third Obama term. Yeah, because at this point, the black community is thrilled with his blackness, his culture, that something that they can relate to, the way he talks, the way he talks about the community, where he he listens to rap music. He, it's the culture. It's not so much of what he stands for. When you go home, we know that it sucks in our communities. We know the kids' education suck. All of that is true. But Donald, uh, Barack Obama looks like us. He dresses like us. You know, he, he, he goes and plays basketball and all that. And so there's a certain amount of appreciation for the culture. But that don't pay the bills, okay? <laughs> it don't pay the bills. How's he going to be remembered? Um, he, he's going to be remembered as the first black president. You know, that's, that's going to be, gonna be his... a great president. Is he going to be remembered as a great president? I'm telling you, walk it. He's going to walk out of here with a 60% approval rating. He is. He is because he I is. mean, the way that, I mean, and this is not a, you know, this is just both of these candidates are incredibly unpopular, no matter what you think about them. And they're looking at Obama who is now not making news. He's not offend- all the news is everyone else offending you. And he's just sitting back and 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 rarely speaking yep. and doing his thing. And he's going to walk out of here with a great approval rating. Oh yeah, a great one. He's going to walk gonna... out with a great approval rating, and the economy is going to go to crap. Right. And um, I mean, what I happens he... after he leaves. He's not going to be held responsible for. Yeah, it. as long as it happens before he leaves. But as I mean, it... as long as it happens after he leaves. But as it relates to his ideology, he's been a successful president. He's accomplished what the liberals and progressives want to accomplish. Yes. Yes, no doubt about that. <sighs> Thank you, sir. No Appreciate it. Uh, now this, from the Financial Times on Friday, S&P 500 currently trading at 18 times next year's projected earnings. Are you, uh, did anybody hear that? The S&P 500 is currently trading at 18 times next year's projected earnings. That's good, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. No, it's good. It's the highest multiple since good. 2002, huh. higher than 2008. You add this to U.S. retail data that suggests that the economy is going down to the crapper. Put all of these together, mm-hmm. and it, it. I mean, it's a rational exuberance. The Fed, along with hopes, wishes, and unicorns, um, say that we're going we're gonna to make it. It's, it's not different this time. It's never different. It, you have to pay the price at some point, and it's coming for the next president. Do your homework. Get the facts. Consider gold. Goldline has the uh, legal, legal tender unit. It's from the Perth Mint in Australia. They are the exclusive dealer of the first encapsulated square coin 
perfect for trading, perfect for barter. It's a, a tenth of an ounce of gold. Call Goldline to get today and order the new bullion product. Find out all about gold or silver. Find out if it's right for you. Find out about, a, you know, about your um, retirement and your um, IRA and 401k if you can invest in that. Most likely you can. Call 866-GOLDLINE, 1-866-GOLDLINE or goldline.com. The Glenn Beck Program. Mercury. back. This is the Glenn Beck Program. If you're trying to win the hearts of people, um, do you develop an organization called White Lives Matter, wrap yourself in the, uh, in the Confederate flag, carry um, automa- or semi-automatic uh, weapons, and stand on the street waving those chanting White Lives Matter in front of the NAACP? You do if you're looking for a fight. Well, that's exactly right. Yeah. yeah, exactly right. If you're looking for a fight, they seem mm-hmm. to be. Now, he denies it. I guess they're spokes. So you know that this is what happened in Houston um, in the Third Ward, which the Third Ward is... Black neighborhood. Black neighborhood. Um, you know, not, you know not, a, not a good neighborhood. Um, and uh, they are standing in front of the NAACP looking to pick a fight. Mm-hmm. They deny it. Here's what one of their uh, leaders said. We're representatives of White Lives Matter. We came out here specifically today to protest against the NAACP and their failure in speaking out against the atrocities that organizations like Black Lives Matter and other pro-black organizations have caused, uh, the attack of and killing of white police officers, the burning down of cities, and things of that nature. If they're going to be a civil rights organization and defend their people, Uh they also need to hold their people accountable. And we're out here just to show that White Lives Matter has the right to support our rights and our heritage and culture just as they do. But they do not have the right to kill. They do not have the right to salt. They do not have the right to threat. Why don't they have the right to salt? What is Uh, Bloomberg's involved? Hang on just a second. Let me ask you this. (laughs) What is the... So far, what he just said, what what do you disagree with? Well, the, I think they have a right to salt. I, I, oh, go on, go on. Pepper, just pepper is not good it's enough. Not good, yeah. Um, I, you know, he doesn't say anything terribly wrong there. It, it's just the fact that he's in front of the NAACP in the third ward in Houston, and they're waving Confederate flags. And, and white you know, lives matter. I mean, it's I, white lives matter. They're trying to. Don't white things. lives matter. Don't. Don't, yes, doesn't, all lives don't white people have the same right to say my culture I, is, is I have an important issue. too? I have an issue with the idea of Black Lives Matter. You've talked about it recently, and, and I understand your arguments on it, and they make sense. However, all lives matter to me. I mean, they do. Um, they do, and I agree with that. But what is happening here is white lives matter is doing the same thing because there are some white people that say, you know, look, yes, all cultures matter. All lives matter. Black lives matter. I got it. But, you know, so do white people. Right. And I think the issue here is See what's uh, happening to us. They are doing mm-hmm. the same thing Black Lives Matter is doing. They're identifying themselves as mm-hmm. a white group. But that shouldn't is for be white... racist. If the well, Black Lives right. Matter movement isn't racist, neither is this. However, if we agree that there is a problem with identifying black lives only as mattering, then we would also have a problem with this. And I do, and I think, you know, look, I mean, I 
I, I say I, the same thing about the White Lives Matter group that I said about the Black Lives Matter group. And that is, this is identifying a problem. I don't agree with the leadership and what I believe they stand for, just like I don't agree with the leadership of Black Lives Matter. But there's going to be a lot of people that will listen to that and say, well, I feel that way. Yeah. They don't have the same necessary, necessarily uh, desired outcome or the same beliefs as the organizers, but there will be a lot of people who say, you know what? You know, white people matter too. Mm-hmm. Our white culture it, you know, means something too. You know, I'm not ashamed of being a, a European or or growing up in this culture in America that you've deemed a white culture. I, I'm not embarrassed by that. I actually like to preserve it. There'd be a lot of people that say that. And for some reason, that's racist. When you can celebrate your Hispanic heritage, you can celebrate your black heritage, you can celebrate your Native American heritage. But if you celebrate white heritage... Or people will say, what is that? What is white culture? What is that? Well, Well, it would be the traditional uh, experience of America that you have deemed white. I always think there's a (laughs) I I don't understand the idea of defining cultures by color, though. It's like, no, it's not. It's the American culture. It's the American culture. Russians are, there are a lot of white people in Russia. I I don't share Russian culture. I don't share white. It was all, in fact, it was an Aryan idea over in in Germany. I certainly don't agree with that. Yeah, not at all. I mean, American culture is what is important to me. I mean, I, so I mean, I agree. So I think it's bad to define yourselves that way anyway. Again, what were we trying, what are we shooting for here? A colorblind society, I thought. I thought we were supposed to get to a point where we take the best from each other's cultures and enjoy them regardless of who came up with them. But you'll notice, notice no one is talking about the fundamental principles of the founding documents. That's why we as constitutionalists feel so isolated right now. Because no one is going back to the founding documents. No one. No one. Donald Trump isn't. Hillary isn't. I don't think Evan is. I mean, he's the closest. I heard some of that from him today. Uh, Jill Stein is not. Bernie Sanders didn't. There's nobody talking about this. Black lives matter. White lives matter. Nobody's talking about the fundamental principles that protect all of us. And the easiest person you should be able to find this is the libertarian candidate who... And he's not doing it. ...wants to only talk about, for some reason, pot and stopping bakers from... Baking cakes, uh, or, or, or not baking, ba- cakes. forcing bakers to make cakes. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't know why that continues to happen. Um, but yeah, you're right. There's no, there's no, look, there's just not. There's nobody not who does actually that. appealing to those people, and I think that's where. I mean, Donald Trump made a great move this weekend by going and taking a semi truck to uh, to Louisiana. He did a brilliant, a good brilliant move. move. Imagine if he wasn't so damn scary. Imagine if he wasn't saying some things that really scare the daylights out of a lot of people, both left and right. And he was just connecting on service and look at compassion. I know your city is. And going into communities like he did this weekend, he would stomp Hillary Clinton into the ground. Stomp her into the ground. But it's not him. It's not who he, who, who he is. He made a great move this weekend by going to Louisiana. The Glenn Beck Program. Mercury.
This is the Glenn Beck Program. That cannot be. That cannot be. This is crazy talk. This is crazy talk. Okay, two things happened that are huge this weekend. One, Uma Abedin. She is Hillary Clinton's right hand. She is also um, uh, Weiner, Anthony Weiner's wife. I have warned about Uma for how long? Since we found out that her mom and uh, her mom is part of Muslim Brotherhood, mm-hmm. her brother, I think, or there's some other all, family member. Conspiracy nonsense. 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 Um, okay, so we found out now that she worked for ten years at her mom's publication, which is a Muslim Brotherhood front, and. The, the stuff that she wrote and her mom wrote about women alone is crazy. You know, that, you know, look at the way they dressed. You're going to, you know, if women dress provocatively, they're going to get raped. Um, you know, taking women and giving them jobs hurts moms at home. I mean, crazy, crazy stuff. Obviously, very Sharia law light. That came out this weekend. Also, there are people that are calling for an end to the uh, Clinton uh, Foundation, and it looks like there may be an investigation opening on the Clinton Foundation because it's corrupt. Speculation. What the hell is... Oh, 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 one more thing. Donald Trump's uh, press person uh, or campaign new campaign manager said over the weekend do you have the audio of this where she said it's a it's a new day for donald yeah that his best week uh no it's uh let's see do we have it here um uh campaign manager best week no you don't have it she <laughs> but you can play the best week because that's just hysterical. That's so you're his third campaign manager his third time the charm are we really going to see change in this campaign this was the best week, I think, so far in the Trump campaign, mostly because he's able to be himself, the authentic Donald Trump. Okay, all right. Wait, wait, so so by he the way, wasn't being himself before? I know, I know, I know. Wow. I know. Wow. And, and she also, she also uh, went on. I, I mean, it, it kills me that Manafort drops out on Friday. After all week, they were saying, no, there's no big changes coming. They were just adding people. We're not getting rid of just an expansion. I mean, it's unbelievable. Anyway. Um, so uh, she she also gets on and she's asked, you know, what's going to change? And he says, she said, Trump is not going to start, you know, he's going to he's going to move on from the belittling people and mocking people. He doesn't like to do that. And so he's going to be moving on from all of that stuff. And he's just going to be substance. That was yesterday. Yeah. Well, with all of the things that are going on, mm-hmm. what is his campaign message this morning on his Twitter feed? First thing in the morning when he wakes up, he tweets, Someday, when things calm down, I'll tell the real story of Joe at NBC and his very insecure longtime girlfriend, Morning Mika. Two clowns. <laughs> He's concerned what are, what are about you doing? Joe Scarborough. What are you doing? And he followed up on that as well in the same, uh, same vein, talking about how their failures and everything else. Yeah. Um, and it's weird because, I, I mean... I, Obviously, this is... They were in love during the primaries. They were. They had a great relationship. They were in love. I mean... Trump's and Joe Scarborough but What did we love. Say? What did we tell people who were supporting... I, I have no tolerance for people who are supporting Donald Trump who are now saying, the press, the press is being unfair. Yeah, really? 
Yeah. What did we tell you would happen? What did we tell you would happen? Mm-hmm. They would be in love with him. Then the minute he got the nomination, they would torch him. And they haven't even started yet. Yeah. I mean, look, I, I, no love for Joe Scarborough. The guy's in the douche hall of fame. For yeah. you know, This is douche on douche violence here, which I don't <laughs> Uh, it's always sad. It's always disturbing. Um, uh, but, you know, you have... All, douche, all douches matter. <laughs> all douches matter. That's yeah. true. Um, uh, but it's... First of all, you have to look at it. You know, people are looking at it like, this guy, I mean, he, he had all these things happen, bad things for Clinton, and what does he do? He comes out and he bashes Joe and Mika. Which it doesn't make any sense. Right. But this is the thing. I think to understand this, it's... it's people say he has a problem staying on message. He doesn't. This is his message. His message is himself, how he's treated on cable news, how people so think true. about him. That's his message. His message isn't about immigration. His message right. isn't about trade. His message is about him. He's always on message. He's the most dedicated message uh, guy you've ever seen yeah. as far as a candidate goes. He's always there. So true. And, 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 and he is actually one of the most dedicated and disciplined candidates we've ever seen After. if you look at it from that, from, through that lens. And I think His that's message true. is that's what he, Trump is great. Trump is yes. great. And Don't anybody, say he's not. And anybody who says he's not is Bad. in the crosshairs. Yes. And after, he's going to shoot at you. And after okay, so, his but, uh, uh, Joe and Mika tweets, then he promoted his Fox and Friends interview, which I caught a little bit of that, and they asked him about the Clinton Foundation. So then his next tweet after that was uh, sending people to his Facebook page, and he w- commenting on the Clinton Foundation which he says the same thing he said on Fox, which is it should be shut down. Well, that's good. That's good, then. Yeah. So that's the last that's thing he's uh, Except I can't tolerate him saying it should be shut down when he is... Did he do the investigation well, of the Clinton the most, administration? I mean, he said the Clinton the Foundation. I mean, enterprise in political history. He said that. Right, but he doesn't but he tolerate it when anybody says anything about Trump University. <laughs> you can't, yeah, well, and, and rem- you can't have it both ways. And remember, in the speech that you cited as probably Roger Ailes uh, directing yeah. where it went, he, he, the big apology speech everyone was talking about just last week, where he said, look, I, I sometimes in the heat of battle, I'm talking about a bunch of stuff, I say the wrong things, and I, per- I really regret it, especially when it's, it's something personal. when it personally hurts someone. Now, look, I have no love for Joe Scarborough at all. Don't, I mean, he's terrible. <laughs> he's terrible in every... Got it. It's douche on douche crush on douche You don't need to... Right. Okay. Got, it. Don't mean... got it. But the point is, Joe Scarborough just got divorced. And the rumor was Did he, really? he, he was yeah. uh, he was dating Mika behind the scenes. So he's intentionally calling the long-term girlfriend... Joe and Mika. Now, I don't know if it's true. Maybe Trump knows that it is true. I've heard it from several people that that is the way to, quote, if you ever really want to hurt Joe Scarborough, that's where you drill, right there. So I don't know if there's any truth to it or because it's not true, it hurts him, or I I don't know what it is. But I've been told over and over again, you ever really want to hurt him, that's his hot button and drill deep right there <laughs> and like i again you know you can and you know that trump knows that but the, oh yeah he just last week said the one thing he actually regretted yeah, was personally hurting people that he disagreed with in the heat of battle and then here he is waking up and doing specifically that here to again a target that deserves much of it <laughs> uh, but still i mean it just shows that how this is obviously not real, 
and I don't know that anyone at this point could, could believe it. At this point, you're making a decision. And you're saying, like, look, you know, he's better than Ellery, and that's fine. And I think a lot of people that we know and trust and love are making that decision, and I'm, you know, we get it. However, it's like you can't take these turns of the campaign seriously. The guy says he's going to pivot every 11 seconds. He's See, uh, this is why he is. this is why I was upset with Brad Thor last week because I really don't mind people who come to me and they say, Glenn, uh, you know, I- I'm I'm voting for for Trump. My response always is, good for you. I wish I could. I really do. I wish I could. Good for you. End of conversation. It easier. Right. <laughs> it would make a lot easier. Good for you. Um, if they want to engage, then I will say, why are you doing that? I can't believe that you were smart enough to see the warning signs of real trouble down the road. It's not that I think that his policies or anything... What I am afraid of is totalitarianism. I, I want to make that really clear. I'm not against his policies per se, although I am although because I can't figure out what they are. Yeah. I am very concerned about the possibility of a totalitarian state. That's my concern. Yeah. Um, so anyway, um, I have no problem um, you know, saying that and, and going back and forth on that. But I don't, I don't have a problem with you voting for, for Donald Trump. What kills me is when um, people who are really smart, who would have argued so hard about the exact same policies and concern, if it was, if it was a Democrat... If Donald Trump would have run as a Democrat and was running against Mitt Romney, those same people would be going after Donald Trump on those same exact points and arguing what I'm arguing now. All of them. All of them. Can you imagine a world, and this is very difficult to understand, but a world where Mitch McConnell lands the nomination of the Republican Party and says... Every single word the exact same as Donald Trump does at this campaign. Many of the people would be calling up saying, we can't vote for him. It's Mitch McConnell. He's an elitist. He's obviously squishy on the border. Look at him. He's reversing himself. He's meeting with these. I'm not sure. Oh, I think so. I'm not sure. I think not. I don't know. I'm not sure. I think a lot of people will. I think they would take a pile of dog crap steamy, if it's smelly, if it's, and say, I'm going to vote for that over Hillary Clinton. I'm not sure. You, oh, yeah, I think I you think could run I think that's Mitch true. McConnell and you could get people defending him now at this point because... How soft, how mushy is the dog crap? I mean, is it's it? Mitch McConnell dog crap. Okay, yeah, so, it's I'll tough. take it. <laughs> See what I mean? <laughs> All right, our uh, sponsor this half hour is uh, Bond Arms. If you are uh, thinking about purchasing your gun, it's important that you do your own homework. Now, buying your gun is really only the first step. Um, you need to learn how to use it uh, properly and store it and become a responsible gun owner, which is why I... I actually didn't buy a gun for, we needed a gun in the house, and we didn't buy one for, gosh, how long was it, Stu? Do you remember? Three, four years? It was about three years. And my wife was like, I don't want a gun in the house. I didn't have a problem with a gun um, because I grew up around them. She didn't, and she didn't want to have a gun in the house. And quite honestly, I wasn't so sure that I was responsible enough. 
we go out and we shoot, and we shoot a lot, and we are comfortable with our guns. That's what you have to do. If you, you go buy a gun, it's of no use if you're afraid of it and you don't know how to use it. Bond Arms makes a solid, solid gun. Um, it's a Derringer, and it is, um, you can interchange the barrels, so it's 14 different calibers, and it is rock solid. And it's like having a shotgun in your pocket because you, you have double barrel, and it's huge. And it, the gun is small enough to, pit, to put in your front pocket, and nobody even, nobody even notices. It's a small little gun that will stop people dead in their tracks when you point it their way because the barrel is so huge. Um, shotgun in your pocket or in your purse and built here in Texas. Do your own homework. Do it now. Visit bondbeck.com. That's bondbeck.com. Go there now. See the gun for yourself. Bondbeck.com. You're listening to the Glenn Beck Program. say something because I, uh, I just have to read. The, I'm just going to tell you the truth. You know that we go off the air as a network after this program. Pat and Stu think that we're actually on the air. They do a little show afterwards. Uh, it just keeps them happy. So just let's all pretend. Coming up next is the Pat and Stu show. Oh, wow. Uh, with Jeffy. <laughs> but and we're sitting right here. Hmm? We're sitting right here listening to you say this. I don't. I. I Are you sometimes? The show's sometimes. Not really I mean, I've read on? about me. I've read about me lately. I'm nuts. Yeah, you, I've been hearing that. Yeah, yeah. You, yeah. You, oh yeah, it's all yeah, over the news. It's feed. All over the news. Feed, um, so wow. I'm nuts. So he can't trust anything I'm saying. Uh, <laughs> at, at all. So we are on. We are actually on the air. Then we're, you're not. You're, I love us. that idea, Pat. <laughs> Good. Okay. Let's just keep going with that idea. <laughs> Um, let's so see. We do have the Constitution Party guy coming on next week. Is that true? This week. Confer- is it this week? Yeah. Wednesday. Daryl Castle from the uh, Constitution Party. Yeah, a lot of people have been asking, uh, hey, why don't you guys talk to him? We have talked to him on the show that you just uh, derided. But it's not on the uh, air, apparently. No, I'm sure lots of people heard it. Yeah. Anyway, go ahead. Uh, he, he thought it was on the air, apparently, and came on the show, and we <laughs> talked to him. And, uh, you know, Constitution Party is a, a very conservative party. It's uh, probably very. America's third largest third party. Um, so maybe the fifth party is the way that they would describe. But there's usually... Are they trying to get anyone in this audience's vote? Oh, yes. I would say absolutely. I contend no one is after the vote of the actual constitutionalists. The Constitution is Party the is. the Constitution Party, Dorian? They are. They'll probably yes. get to, uh, it looks like mid-30s as far as uh, ballot access in states. Probably about mid-30s. Oh, so it's decent. pretty good. You know, the Green Party will get on more and the Libertarian Party will get on more. Evan McMullen has an uphill road to get anywhere close to 35 ballots. He's on um, five right now. He's on five now. He'll, I mean, he'll get into double digits, but he probably won't get to 35 unless he wins some big lawsuits. So, you know, who's available in your state? I know here in Texas... It is uh, Hillary Clinton, Donald Trump, Gary Johnson, Jill Stein, period. That sucks. That's um, come the Constitution case. Party. It's been around for a long time. It has. No. Texas has rules set up to get ballot third parties off the ballot. 
You have to have make, like 100,000 signatures. 160,000, I thought it was. Yeah, Something a, like that. Lot. Not it's to mention lot. really early deadlines. Like, I think it's June. So they make it well, I think impossible. we should. I think after this election, we should try to raise, even if you disagree with uh, these other parties, that we raise enough signatures in each state to get them on the ballot. You should I at totally least have agree. the choice. Yeah, you should have the choice. I mean, it's ridiculous the way these parties have blocked anybody from having a, 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 an alternative opinion. And you, see, and you could see it. Like, for example, Utah has 1,000 signatures. And then a state like, you know, I think Oklahoma's 40,000. Uh, Texas is all, well over 100,000. I think California's super high, too. I mean, they, they do this intentionally because it helps lock in their power structure, which, again, it has nothing to do with this particular election. It's a problem in the system overall. It should be rectified because there should be access. George Washington would have rectified it. You should freaking be able to vote for the candidate you want to. Yes. I hate to say it this way. You should be able to vote your conscience. And the big parties should not. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I know. It's crazy. Gosh. That is now vote a controversial statement. Vote your conscience. You should be able to do that. You should have, have the opportunity to make the choice for the person you want in the office. In the office? Like this office? Because oh, you guys are gone is. now. No oh, show. Okay. Program. Mercury.